Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host Azra, and before anything else, Happy New Year! A fresh start is what we all need every time, don't we? With this new year comes a new season, and we're now at season 10. That's insane! Season 10's theme is the one that's highly requested, highly engaged with, highly important. Mannerisms and etiquette. We actually already have an episode on it. Season 1, episode 11, The Picture of Politeness. But to be honest with you, it's more like a crash course. A country as traditional and as old as Japan has customs and etiquette that goes beyond a couple of minutes of explanation, which is why we've decided to dedicate a whole two-month-long season to it. Everything you need to know about proper dining etiquette and survival mannerisms, to work behavior, and even dating protocols will be covered in season 10. Now to kick it off, we're going to look at the very basics and fundamentals of Japanese mannerisms in this episode. I've summarized them down to four key factors, which we will continuously bring up throughout the season. So take notes! The number one rule of Japanese mannerisms that I think is pretty crucial and daiji important is indirectness. This is one of the biggest aspects of Japanese culture, and it's reflected through its high-context culture. This means that people rely on unspoken words and mutual understanding when communicating. There's even a phrase in Japanese to refer to this aspect of the culture, and that's kuki o yomu, reading the air. A perfect example is by saying no. In my culture, as well as most Western cultures, we are very direct. If someone asks a question and your answer is no, you just say no. But the Japanese have mastered the subtle art of saying no without saying no, and it can save you from the awkward bluntness. A simple chotto does the trick of rejecting an offer politely. While the word translates to a little bit, in this context, it implies that time is a bit tight, or it's a bit difficult to do that. Someone who is not able to catch the real meaning of other people's words is often called KY, an abbreviation of kuki yomenai, to mean one who can't read the air. If you're unable to understand the environment you're in, it can cost you, whether it's ruining a relationship or blowing a huge business deal. This kuki oyomu is the very epitome of this indirectness aspect. We actually have a whole article on kuki oyomu on our blog, so go ahead and look that up to know more. Another important part of indirectness is the no pointing rule. Some bunka or culture also find it rude to point, and in Japan, it's kind of like taboo. Whether it's pointing to a person or thing, avoid it altogether. Instead, direct them with words and gestures. So basically, being too direct and straightforward is not the way to go in Japanese culture. Being indirect is how it's done. Might be a bit of a hard switch for some of us. I know it was for me. Here's a quick vocab recap. Daiji. Important. Kuki o yomu. Reading the air. Chotto. A bit. Also an indirect way of saying no. Bunka. Culture. Moving on to the second factor of basic Japanese mannerisms, and that's public awareness. This refers to being aware of your surroundings and the people around you, which in turn affects how you act and speak. It's also a bit of kuki oyomu, but in a bigger context. At the end of the day, it's about being considerate of others around you, whether you're on the train to work, walking down the street, or in a restaurant. A lot of Japanese etiquette falls under this category because it affects others. For example, 
smoking, eating and drinking on the streets are seen as rude behaviour, as it might cause inconvenience to others around you. Tabako osu, smoking, in particular, could get you a ticket if you were to get caught smoking in non-designated smoking areas. The public awareness extends to trains and buses, where you're advised to not only not eat and drink, but also not talk on the phone, or sumaho in Japanese. In fact, no noise should be coming from your phone. You ought to put it on manamodo, silent mode. I've seen people getting off at the next stop just to pick up a phone call. But the funny thing is, though, you can't be on the phone, but if you're in a group on a train, loud conversations are overlooked. Now, I've mentioned a few main ones, but this next one is more of a step up on the scale of Japanese public awareness, but also good to keep in mind. Don't overperfume. This is more of a courtesy to the people around you, as strong scents can cause discomfort. Because of this mannerism, you might notice that a lot of Japanese kaori fragrances are more subtle and mild. See, there are a lot more in this category, but it will take forever to list them all down. The best thing to do is just ask yourself this before doing something. Will this affect others around me? I think that's a good life lesson in general, not only in Japanese etiquette. Anyway, here's a quick vocab recap. Tabako o su, to smoke. Sumaho, smartphone. Manamodo, silent mood. Kaori, fragrance or scent. It's occasionally used to talk about perfume. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you've aced. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? Moving on to the third factor of basic Japanese mannerism. The Japanese have a strong sense of community. This is one to keep in mind in everyday life and especially so in the school and work context. Japanese people have a strong sense of heiwa, peace, and wa, harmony. They promote collectivism and prioritizes that over individuality. Or so they say. If you're familiar with the phrase, there's no I in team, this rule is basically that. Always be a team player. I know you want to take credit for that brilliant idea you just came up with. But in Japan, it best not. If you're not singled out as the best team member, think of it this way. No one is, because that's just how it is. Everyone's equal. No one's going to steal your spotlight, because there isn't one. So if you're in a presentation, don't say watashi, to mean I in Japanese, but watashi tachi. That means we in Japanese. Now that's a conversation for a study Saturday episode. But anyway, if you notice a sea of similar-looking sebiro, business suits, and seifuku, school uniforms, in Japan, they're just a visual representation of this aspect of Japanese mannerism we're talking about. This sense of community also factors in confrontation and conflicts. Many avoid confrontation and bring up issues that might result into conflict to preserve this harmony in the community. If you have a problem with someone in Japan, 
Best to shrug it off and continue with life. And at the end of the day, the priorities are pretty clear in Japan. Maintain the peace, whether it's in the context of the country, a romantic or platonic relationship, or even a business deal. Now, for a quick vocab recap. Heiwa, peace. Wa, harmony. This word is a Japanese cultural concept that is also used to refer to anything Japanese. For example, washoku is Japanese food, and wafuku is Japanese clothes. Sebiro, business suits. Seifuku, school uniforms. The last factor we're discussing about today of basic Japanese mannerisms is humility. There is a famous Japanese proverb that goes, Minoru hodo kobe o tareru inaho kana, which translates to, The bow that bears the most hangs lowest. It basically means the more successful you become, the more humble you should be. The most common way to judge humility is through one's speech. If you're one to boast about achievements instead of keeping it on the down low, your seikaku, personality, will be marked as warui, to mean bad. On the other hand, Someone with a good, or e in Japanese, personality is one who denies or rejects compliments first, instead of straight up agreeing to them right away. It's just customary to do that in Japan. Also in the context of humility is apologizing. This is perfectly exemplified in Japanese language itself. Say you drop something and a stranger behind you picks it up and returns it to you. In English, we would say, oh, thanks very much. In Japanese, instead of saying arigato to mean thank you, you respond with a sumimasen, which is one of the ways to apologize. There are so many examples for this, and you can check that out in our Season 1, Episode 1, The Three Essential Japanese Phrases. Oh, and one more thing about humility. Just like you have to show humility when speaking, the same sort of mindset applies to how you dress, and that's modestly. Modest dressing applies to both women and men, so hold your horses, people. When you take the time to look around and observe what locals wear in Japan, they tend to show lesser skin and play it safe with colours, and play it safe with colours and silhouettes. Shades of nude, baggy and midi silhouettes seem to be the go-to. So as you can tell, humility, or kenkyo in Japanese, applies to all aspects of being, from speech and action to dressing. These are just a few main ways but you can pick up a lot more of Japanese humility by experiencing life in Japan yourself. Now, for a quick vocab recap. Minoru hodo kobe o tareru inaho kana. A Japanese proverb to mean the bow that bears the most hangs lowest. Seikaku. Personality. I. Good. Warui. Bad. Kenkyo. Humility but can also mean modesty. If you go by these four points of basic Japanese mannerisms, you can't really go wrong when in Japan. We're going to constantly bring these four points up throughout season 10 with other examples and etiquette, so I hope you left some space on that page to jot them down next time. And from these four points, what do you think is the most useful Japanese etiquette? Tell us your thoughts by commenting on our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, head over to Nihongo Master Blog if you're interested in reading up on topics like these some more. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more. 
While you're at it, why not get yourself a subscription? Get a head start on your Nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. And thank you so much for listening in. Join me in the next one, where I'll be walking you down the avenue of Japan's rich culture. Mata ne!